having properties, renting them out, have some money in your pocket. The goal is to just have enough money to live off of with passive income. And then if I want to keep working, want to keep investing, I'll keep investing and then do whatever I want to. You're listening to the Expertish podcast. Be sure to head over to iTunes or Spotify and tell Jay what you thought about this episode. Expertish is where you can learn how to invest from those who have, those who are, and have some fun along the way. Are you ready to start? Welcome to Expertish. This is Jay, and today's episode is going to be a little bit different. Normally, we talk about things that I'm trying to learn and sharing some of the uh, experiences through interviews with people more experienced than myself. Today, we get to talk to someone who's starting out on their real estate investing journey and doing it a little bit smarter than I did. On episode one, we got to learn how I stumbled upon investing, just kind of jumped into it, didn't research, didn't know what was going on. And the finance part worked out well, but it was not a smooth transition or transaction or journey at all to begin with. And through the many transactions I've had since then, I've learned a lot, both good and bad. And it's kind of refreshing sometimes to see someone who prepares at such a young age to do the right things and do the right things early. I feel like it's kind of a responsibility to, to share my mistakes so other people don't have to make those as well. And fortunately, this young guy is on the right path. Also, I'm just kind of uh, impressed that an 18-year-old new Marine who actually reached out to me back, I guess it was even pre-COVID for these times. It was early in 2020 before he even had his VA entitlement fresh out of basic and started to prepare. So through mentorship over about seven to eight months, he started from square one, kept his head down and, and stayed on course with preparing, saving more money than most 30, 40 year olds that I know in a time when he's not making a lot of money but he prepared appropriately and now is on the verge of his first real estate investment purchase at 19 years old now. So let's just jump into that conversation with Jack. Today, we're going to be talking to Jack Murray. He first reached out to me around March of this year with some interest in investing real estate. And Jack, thanks for coming on today. And how about a quick introduction to yourself? Thank you, Jay. I'm Jack Murray. I'm in the Marine Corps active duty, and I'm currently stationed at Quantico, Virginia. Awesome. And you're currently a Lance Corporal, right? Yes. Awesome. Yeah. So just turned 19 fairly recently and been working on this investment process since, uh, shoot, six or seven months now since, since you were 18 and have been putting away more money than you ever had in your life. And then I found out that you were a couple months out of boot camp. That's what shocked me because like you said, you didn't go out, you know, buy the car, buy the whatever. And the fact that you were putting away money when, let's face it, we're not, we don't make much money when we're in training, right? Um, no, did not. So, <laughs> so that's pretty big that you had the foresight to see that. So definitely, you know, commend you for that one. But then right away, uh, the other thing that struck me with you was we had those initial conversations. I sent you some materials, then we set follow-up calls just to kind of get that broad knowledge base going. When we would have those follow-up calls, we would cover the things that we had planned on and you would come to me with questions that I would then have to go research from you know stuff that I haven't even encountered yet. So it definitely helped me as well when I was like, holy crap, this kid's not messing around. I think he wants to, he wants to get involved. So, so that's pretty awesome. What about how, how is it? I know you've talked about this a few times, but how 
has it been received from like your peers that you've, you know, kind of focused on really growing your future now rather than normally what an 18 or 19 year old in the military, because we've all been there, what they would normally do. So I've definitely got a lot of backlash from my fellow Marines. They're like, Hey, let's go out and go get dinner or something. I'm like, no man, like I can, I can just go to chow hall, you know, eat there. Uh, I already pay for it. So why spend like 20, $30 on a meal? That's a big thing. Mm -hmm. And, um, for lack of better words, I have a little less fun than everyone and that's fine with me right now. I mean, I just see things from a future perspective, like rather than living like right now, uh, solely. So that's, that's really most of it. And, and another thing is that they're like, really, you're buying a house. Like, how are you doing that? And like, well, I mean, we afforded the VA loan. If you just did some research, it's all on the internet. You can literally like read, read articles after articles on this stuff. And people are just too lazy to, again, I guess, take that step into growing your knowledge on a certain topic. I agree. And, and some people just don't know the right step because online now too, there's a lot of misinformation as well. So it's, it's tough because people get trapped in a little marketing circle, you know, they'll get pulled into some little marketing realm, then they're just getting spammed. They're getting all kinds of stuff. So I know it's a little bit spooky for people sometimes, but there's definitely information out there, especially like on VA websites and stuff, right? Like you can go to government websites and find stuff, but you're right. Like people don't realize what they can do. I mean, you were like getting pre-qualified before you don't even have a housing allowance. You don't have, you know, you're not even getting that, but you, but you just took the step to find out. And then it's pretty shocking really what you do qualify for, isn't it? It was. So what happened, it was the first field day. And once I got to Quantico and, you know, got off at 20, 20, 30, I was like, yep, got to move out of here. Um, <laughs> and that's when I started looking and I was like, well, dang, like I can't, I can't afford any of this stuff. So I looked a little lower, like, you know, hundred, 150. I was like, yeah, this isn't going to do it. Uh, so, and we talked and you were like, no man, like you can, you, we could probably swing like 280, you know? And then I started looking in that range and then got in contact with Jared and he was like, yeah, we, I've done a lot of that price range. And so that's really like how that went. Yeah. yeah and that's, and that's huge. And that doesn't mean it, you know, to say it, that people have to spend everything they're qualified for, but it's nice to know what you're qualified for. Mm-hmm. And then also it's nice to know what payments really are because especially right now with the low rates, people don't realize sometimes how low the payment is, you know, corresponding to what, what they're borrowing, which is phenomenal. And in this case for you, like it still might say, you know, some people might hear it and think, well, why would you want to spend that much if that's kind of stretching it out? But it's not really stretching when you're really only paying $350 mm-hmm. a month, right? Like that's something that, you know, because it depends on the situation. Like if you had the only income and you were at family and a kid and and you're not having roommates, that's a totally different ballgame, right? It's a different mm-hmm, story. Sure. But but just taking that step's been huge. And I've kind of um, used that on a few of my friends and stuff out here who who sometimes, well, I need to do this, I need to pay this off. And I'm like, cool, well, you know, there's an uh, 18-year-old kid in Quantico about to buy his house, you know, and you've, <laughs> you're like 10 years older than him, so what's up? Mm-hmm. And so uh, it, I've used that to get a couple other people into uh, some properties in the last couple months. So, so good job there. You're already making a difference, man. Yeah, for sure. And like how I look at it is all my friends that I work with, they're like, I can't do this, but you got to think about it. Not, I can't do this, but how can I do this? And, you know, finding roommates, talking to those people that you need to get through to get like off base, like even your, your BAS or your comrades, like even just being able to get that 
like rather than BAH, it's still still a big thing. And I was uh, I was talking to my OIC, and he was just like, I've never heard someone wanting to do this, and so I don't I don't have an answer for you. Like I I, I talked to him, I was like, look, I have a plan. Like I have all bases covered. Uh, I just need you to talk to you know company commander. It's just something that he's never heard of before. Right. And so I get that's a good and bad thing. Bad thing yeah. because he can't like he can't do anything like right at that moment as I'm talking to him. But it's a good thing because, you know, I'm I'm maybe like breaking those barriers for other Lance Corporals, corporals um to, you know, do these things, use their benefits that they're afforded. Yeah. A hundred percent. And I know that's one of the things we talked about for a while too. And you went in prepared, uh, you know, we constructed a, essentially a business plan for this, not, you know, looking at it as just, Hey, I'm trying to look, move off base because, you know, I, I understand people are there to also protect young Marines, right? Like not everyone is ready to try to do stuff. And a lot of people do it just to get off base because they think it's going to be the freedom, get themselves in financial trouble. Mm-hmm. So they do have kind of responsibility for that too. But, uh, you did the work, you did the, the, you know, you did the homework, we put together the business plan, you went and submitted it correctly. Because I think if you hadn't done your due diligence, it, it would have been easy for him to say no, because he would have seen that request before. He just hasn't seen someone come prepared before. And you are right. I, I think that will break that barrier for other people that want to follow that, because that's something else that I can guarantee will happen. The backlash that you get now because you're not going out as much as everyone else, you're not doing other things as much as everyone else. I think that's going to end and it's going to be the other side of people coming to you going, Hey, how do I do this? As they see, then, you know, you're pocketing by pocketing, you know, like 1500 extra dollars, uh, on top of your living expense from your, from your housing allowance. And we're going to get into it in a minute, but, uh, it just, I know that you already have plans for that as well. So, so I know you're already planning to, uh, you know, the second property and moving forward. So we'll get into that as well. But I do think that that's can't be overlooked the impact that you will make. I know early on, we talked about no matter how much information I can put out on a podcast, people seeing you at 19 doing this and, and your peers, you can impact way more people than I can. Absolutely. Yeah, for sure. And now I look at 18 year olds, like if they're doing really well, I'm like, well, dang, like, I mean, they're, they're ahead of me. So I'm getting hungry to be better than them. And so I mean, getting old. Like, exactly. And my back starts hurting. Um, dang, I, I, I'm taking that personally, dude. That's it. <laughs> like say a 30 year old. Cause I, I, so I talked to a few, few guys who are older uh, about to get out. We talk about this stuff all the time mm-hmm. and, um, they're like, dang, you really got your stuff together. And they're, they're 30. So I, I think that they're thinking like, well, he's 19 years old. He's got it pretty figured out. And they're just like, well, dang, like, I'm about to get out. Don't really have a plan. So it definitely feels nice to be able to help out, uh, no matter the age, help out anybody who you know doesn't have that plan or doesn't have any guidance. No, that's huge. And, and it's not just the 30-year-olds getting out. I know people retiring getting out that don't have a plan. So you're, you're ahead of that one too. You know what I mean? Their, their only plan is to reach that milestone so that they get a pension. But we all know that the pension doesn't go as far as it used to. And, and it's, it's really not a retirement worthy pension. It's, it's a survival pension. So yeah, I think that, you know, hopefully a lot more people will start leveraging what they, you know, these entitlements that we have to make a, a just a more secure freedom life for themselves, give that stability, you know, in their post-military time, you know? Yeah, that's the difference between me and you. Uh, you know, I can't really talk to people who are a bit ready to retire because uh, I would get chewed out. Um, so, 
you know, I gotta, <laughs> I gotta stay a little lower. Yeah. Yeah. You can, you can make the difference where you can. Right. But don't worry, you'll make the difference up there too, because even like you said, the 30 year olds that were uh, talking about it, just because, uh, other people aren't talking to you about it. Other people see it. Other people listen. Other people will take those actions. I mean, it's the same. Uh, even when you're older, it's the same. Anything that we put out, it, whatever we do, people don't always comment on it. People don't always talk to you about it. But then when they do finally make that action or I'll get a call from someone, you know, a year after doing something where they're like, Oh, I just, I'd been thinking about that. And I just finally kind of got into the place, kind of like what you're saying, that field day pushed you over the edge. You know, sometimes people just get in a spot where they're like, yeah, it's time to make a change. And then they'll call and start taking that action. So mm. yeah, people are listening to you, whether you, whether you uh, recognize it or not, how's that process been outside of, you know, your, your peers and stuff, you know, a little back and forth there, but how's the process of just the research and, and getting things going been, has it been easier than they thought? Has it been tougher than you thought? It's, a, it's actually a little easier than I thought. And and that's another thing that, you know, everyone looks at is like, oh, like there's so much stuff to do with that. I'd rather just, you know, rent or stuff like that. It's just a lot easier than it's perceived to be from society. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Just finding the right information and going with it, right? Mm -hmm. And definitely once you do it once, it's going to be way easier the next time around when I'm looking at my second property, it's going to be, it's going to be a breeze. Um, right. like the, the hard stuff is the first one, like just getting through that first one is going to set you up to just breeze through the next. Yeah. It gets, in, it's a get, gets kind of addicting too. When you start collecting rent checks, it's kind of nice. Not going to lie. Like it's way better than uh, writing a rent check or, or transferring that money out on the first is a lot better to see it coming mm -hmm. into your account. So that gets addicting as well. Cool. Yeah. So that, I mean, the next step we're going to have with you, I mean, we've really gone through a lot of different investment ideas, strategies, and I know you're already ready for outside. I mean, this is just the perfect place for you to start with your first purchase of being kind of a single family home, you know, keeping it in a manageable realm of price, everything like that, having the roommates. But, you know, there's some other things that we talked about, you know, like uh, other type investments and multifamily, a lot of things that I know that you'll get into later so that you're, you're well ready for. What you've done in preparing for yours is... 180 out from my first purchase. You know, mine was at a young age as well, but it was accidental. I know we talked about that and it was miserable, you know, wrong agent. I didn't know anything. And it was just, man, it was just a shit show, to be honest. I just was lucky to uh, get through it. Everything worked out in the end. It was still, it was still beneficial to me, but it was just a horrible, horrible process, you know? So now not just well, you have a better process, but you can point other people in the right direction as well. You know what I mean? And, and help guide them to make sure that they don't make the mistakes to, to make it, uh, just kind of make it a miserable thing. Cause I have, uh, friends, even my age who were reluctant, even though they wanted to purchase again, because they had such a bad experience at some point, they're like, I just don't want to do it again. So yeah, you can definitely make a, a difference there as well. So here's the next one for you, because I know that you're already biting, you know, kind of chomping at the bit for your next property. You haven't even got to this one yet. So what's the plan for the next one? What's your timelines and goals for that second property? My goal, by the time I, I leave Quantico, um, I want to have three properties. I've set that as a goal, uh, you know, so one a year. I'm hitting the timeline for the first one. And then, you know, I'm going to save up my money while I'm living in that and then buy something, uh, rent it out and then you know, get the money from that to put, to roll over to my next property that third year, hopefully before. So, right. 
Hey, it's a solid plan. And what's the worst thing that can happen if you don't reach that goal? You end up with two properties, right? Like how, how bad is that? You know, I, I think you'll reach it, but you know what I'm saying? When you set good goals. So by the time I'm out, I'll be 22. Um, so two properties at 22, it's, that's, that's pretty solid still. Yeah. Um, I think you'll be all right. But like I said, I'm, I'm not trying to, you know, just be like, Oh yeah, two properties. Like that's, that's, that's really like awesome. But you know, I set a goal for three, and I'm I'm gonna do my best to hit three. I think then, I think you'll get there. Yeah, I think you'll make that for sure. If you, I mean, if you keep doing the way you're doing now and putting away the money like you are, I, th- I don't think you'll have any any mm-hmm. issues at all. How how has some of the perspective changed from some of your you know your other Marines over there now now that they've seen that you're actually going through with it? Because I feel like a lot of times people any kind of team atmosphere. A lot of people talk about doing things. So people just kind of are like, yeah, okay, okay. But uh, once they start actually executing things, it's kind of a different story. So have you seen a change since you've gotten, you know, now to the point where you're, we're going to be shopping for your home? Definitely. Um, ever since I started like talking to people about it every few weeks, they're like, Hey, how's it going? Like I'm doing this, this, and this, they can see secondhand, like how that process goes. Right. Um, so it's it definitely changed them and their perspective because if a, if a 19 year old Lance Corporal can do it, then, you know, a, a 24 year old Sergeant can do it. Like it's, it's really not as hard as it is perceived to be. Right. For sure. For sure. Yeah. So going back to those, like you were just talking about the sergeants and things, you know, some of the people a bit older, what are some of those barriers that you've seen or things you've heard them speak of as barriers for not being able to do what you're doing now? So definitely a family has a big part in that. Like, like, Hey, I can't risk, uh, you know, buying a house and then, you know, like a market crash again, like a few years back because it was getting BAH renting is pretty, uh, steady. So that's, that's the biggest thing that I've heard is that like, I can't risk my, my wife's, my husband's, uh, like being because I want to take that step. So definitely me being single, like no kids, uh, mm-hmm. definitely I, I have a lot more freedom because I'm worrying about myself right now with like right. financially. I don't have any other uh, obligations financially besides like car insurance and car payment, all, like all that stuff. But that's normal stuff, right. uh, no matter where you're at in your life. Yeah, I no, I agree. And, and, and it is different being single. You can take a few more risks, you know, with some of the investments and things like that. Absolutely. And I've seen the same thing. I saw, I saw it early on. And, and even when I bought it like 22, I was married and I was brand new because I came in from college and I kind of heard some of the same things, you know, because it's like, Oh, I want to rent because what if I move or whatever the case was. And like I said, mine was an accident, but looking back on it, it was the best accident. And I was married and I did have those concerns. But the great thing is if you're not overspending, you're not uh, putting yourself in the, you know, do some of that research. It's still, that's the best way for your family to come out ahead as well. You know, and people talk about a cr- the crash, the biggest thing with that are people, purchasing beyond their means, having a first, second mortgage, way overextending, refining for the cash. And people were just like getting a little bit crazy with that, just using that as their own little slot machine, you know? So eventually that stuff's going to happen. But people that still make kind of, you know, wise and sound decisions to purchase, it's still like the best way to go. But it is a little bit different though than, um, for instance, yourself, where you can come out of it almost paying nothing towards your own mortgage because other people are renting it. You know, if you're, you're married, you're not looking to have, you know, or especially married with a kid, you're not looking to have a, a couple of roommates, you know, crashing in your spare room, you know? Mm-hmm. So it is a little bit different, but, but I think that, uh, it's still no reason not to look at it as a great tool to leverage towards, you know, 
wealth down the road. So it's definitely, definitely something that shouldn't be overlooked. Cool. How about, but what about your parents now? They've been supportive the whole time of this, huh? I want to say yes, uh, <laughs> to my face at least. Um, right. But, you know, as I'm getting closer to finishing this process, they're like, I didn't think that you're going to be able to do it. I, I thought you were not going to be able to like even get to this point. I haven't even bought the house yet. And like, they're, they're like, holy crap, my 19 year old son is about to buy a house. Like, it's definitely a little scary as well because I was talking to my mom about it this morning. Well, first she asked, how much did you qualify for? And I was like, around 280. She, her, her, her jaw just dropped. And I was just like, boy, like that's, that's pretty, that's not, that's not too crazy. She was like, no, that's just a lot of money. Like for a 19 year old kid <laughs> to my face, they've been supportive, which is awesome. But I don't think they see me as uh, I get, they think I'm a little dumber than I am. They still see as our high school son, you know? Yep. They, they definitely just see, like you, like you said, like their young son forgetting to, to do the laundry or whatever. Like how's this kid going to have his own house? <laughs> you're like, you're trying to make enough money where you can have someone do your laundry. That's the whole goal, right? Yep. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Well, that, no, that's, that's pretty cool too. It's crazy to me too. Prices are so, when we look at home prices and, and like your parents said, you know, that is a lot of money. That's a lot of money. And it's relative to where you live, you know, out here uh, in San Diego, it's 280. You probably can't get a tent. But they're also like housing allowances and stuff are higher, right? You know, so it all kind of washes out. But it, it is relative. And it's funny how people will look and I'm not not your parents, but I'm saying like mostly the younger people, like when we we're in our 20s, and uh, early 30s or something, people have less of an issue getting a $50,000 car that depreciates than they do spending $250,000, $300,000 on a home that appreciates. And it's, you know, to the perspective is just kind of a little bit off where it's like, oh, well, it's only $50,000. The payment's only, you know, what are $800, but you're losing money constantly on it. You know, it's just, just a different mindset for that. So I think that sometimes puts home prices into per- uh, perspective a little bit as well, you know? Definitely. Um, so another big thing that I have noticed, uh, especially with my, my peer group is they don't really know the difference between assets and liabilities, like, you know, cars, liability. And some people don't know yeah. that, like they think it's an asset like just cause it can take them to work to go make money in a way that makes sense. Mm-hmm. But there's no reason someone making as much as I make to have like a 30, $40,000 car. Like there's, n- there's right. no reason for that at all. Right. It's tough. It, it's tough yeah, <laughs> for sure. Yeah, but it, I mean, it's flashy and it's new, man. And people love it. So yeah. especially you'll see even more, um, uh, gosh, man, for, in my experience too, uh, people coming off deployment, I think it's almost like a retail therapy because you've been cooped up somewhere for six, nine months, uh, wherever you were, you know, and in your head, you're like, I'm not spending money. I haven't done anything. And then you just want something to show for it, you know? So you'll see that a lot after deployments, especially the first, you know, when people make their first few, they'll go out and just, you know, get these craziest cars and stuff. But, you know, people like yourself and a few of the other people I know, do the same thing with a property you know like cool i put away enough money to come back and get another investment so good for you for having that that perspective cool well we know your goal is to retire at 30 so give us your in-between goal uh you know if you if you do end up getting out after like your uh, first term with a couple homes what's your goal to get you from say the 22 to 24 year old jack to the 30 year old retire jack um so really just building passive income and that's what having properties renting them out I mean, you know, that's 
like just money in your pocket, you know, just building that early on so that I can have enough passive income where I can live off of it. And then, you know, if I want to keep working, want to keep investing, I'll keep investing. But, you know, really the goal right there is to just have enough money to live off of with passive income. And then, like I said, do do whatever I want to. Right. And that's the cool thing. Working's a lot less like work when you don't have to do it. You know, mm-hmm. when you do what you want to do or when you have the option. Absolutely. I know for me, even staying in the military, I didn't seem trapped when I knew that I could leave whenever it was time, you know, whenever I was ready that I could go. Um, but if you feel trapped, it's a, a different story. So yeah, I'm sure you'll, I'm sure you'll get there. All right. Anything, any advice, any like last words you want to uh, put out to anyone listening that especially the younger guys um, or girls, just, just do some research. Like it's, it's really all there for you on your phone, on your laptop. It's, it's really all there. Like YouTube is great. It, I might be a little biased, but this podcast is really good. No, you're not biased. But, you're right on point. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's def- definitely good to just like hear it from other people who have done what you're trying to do. And when some, when someone like gives you advice, don't just take it, like do your own research on it. And that's really it. Right on. Take that first step like you did, man. So Jack, uh, you know, we talked about, there's many, many places out there to start getting information and stuff. What kind of led you to trust me in the guiding you through some of this process and research? So I think it was after the first phone call we made, you were like, you know, I'll send you some resources. Um, you sent me the cash flow quadrant, which was a great book. But what you were saying lined up with what uh, Kiyosaki was saying. That was really when I was just like, yeah, like this dude knows his stuff and I can definitely trust him to lead me in the right direction. Well, it's a lot easier too when someone does their research with you and you don't have to just lead them when they actually uh, kind of do it on their own as well. So great job continuing with that. But yeah, and thank you for that. But also, what about the process? This, you know, it's been a while now, you know, where about what, six, seven months that you've been preparing for this purchase. So, you know, that my process, my first purchase was, again, not smooth. I didn't have a process. I just kind of did it. What surprised you about this process that either we didn't prepare for or wasn't part of the plan? Something that you learned outside of that? I guess the biggest thing that I learned when we were going through adding up the different expenses that would be part of what I'll be paying monthly. Right. Um, it was a lot lower than I thought it was. That's what really caught me off guard. Cause I was, I was like, you know, might, might be looking at like closer to 2000 a month. And we were, we were being very conservative with our, our budgeting. And mm-hmm. we were looking at like 1600 a month. I think it was uh, around right. that. Like we were rounding up those expenses because like you said, you don't want to be caught off guard on that end. You think you're paying $1,400, you're paying $1,500 a month. So Rather than thinking that you're paying sixteen hundred a month, you're going in budgeting for that. You end up paying uh, fifteen hundred, fourteen hundred dollars a month, and so that's that's two hundred extra dollars. Then you could go reinvest that money. True, true, and that's a good testament to you know the research on there because uh, getting the actual numbers ahead of time and being able to make that plan is huge because it does make a difference over time. You know, like if you're planning for one thing and you're spending an extra 300 a month, it's, you're not going to hit that second goal as quickly. Right. But if you're planning mm-hmm. and you're spending a lot less or a couple hundred less, it's so much better and kind of brings us to really our next step. Uh, as soon as you get this house established and, you know, get, you get this purchase, choose your home. 
is going to have to be uh, get you uh, a little bit of tax education and get you connected with the right tax person because that's going to be the next thing that will make a huge difference in your investing side. And it's best to learn it now on this first property and and maximize those benefits as well. Anything else you think of you want to you want to say or Jack's words of wisdom before we go? Like I said earlier, just just do your own research. The internet's full of a lot of crap, but it's true. Even finding those big names of people who have been successful in investing, Warren Buffett, Robert Kiyosaki, like those guys are definitely the ones that you should model your either strategy or your process of doing things like them. They didn't become successful for no reason. They did their own research. You know, they had those processes, even uh, changing it from theirs a little bit, having variations of it could model theirs and make you successful as well. That's right. Yeah. You can, you can take big, you know, someone who's doing huge, huge deals and huge investments and just take those, you know, the core concepts, scale it down to yours or my level of income or capital we put in and, and really have similar results, you know, to just less zeros at the end of our results. Right. And just a little bit. It's not, it's not too far off. No, it's awesome, man. And I really appreciate you taking the time to come and talk today. And I think that you sharing your story about this will hopefully motivate quite a few people just to take some first steps, you know, and kind of follow in your shoes. And thank you. Like you've helped me out so much in this process. And I really appreciate everything that you've done for me ever since I called you that first day that we started talking. Yeah, well, let's do more. Let's keep going because I want to make sure you get to that second, third property, man, before you uh, finish at Quantico. For sure. Thank you. Awesome. 